0: The Gov Innovator podcast is sponsored by MDRC, committed to finding solutions to some of the most difficult problems facing the nation, from reducing poverty to bolstering economic self sufficiency to improving public education and college graduation rates. To learn more, visit MDRC.org. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Andy Feldman. Our focus today is two programs that take a holistic approach to supporting low-income and first-generation students to succeed in college and have been found to produce important effects. My guests are education experts Lindsay Page and Mike Weiss. Low-income and first-generation students enroll in and complete college at much lower rates than their more advantaged peers. That gap is especially important because of the strong link between educational attainment on the one hand and subsequent earnings on the other. All of these trends underscore the need to find effective strategies that promote persistence and degree attainment. On the podcast today, we'll profile two such programs that are making a difference, as shown by rigorous research. That includes the City University of New York's ASAP program that stands for Accelerated Study in Associate Programs and also the Dell Scholars Program. We're joined by two researchers who are not only experts in higher education policy but helped lead the respective evaluations of these programs. Lindsay Page is a professor in the School of Education at the University of Pittsburgh and Mike Weiss is a senior associate at MDRC. Lindsay and Mike, welcome.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: Great to be here with you Andy. I know that these two programs do have some key differences. ASAP is focused on helping students gain two-year degrees. The Dell Scholars Program is focused on four-year degrees. But how would you articulate the commonalities across both programs? Lindsay?
1: Sure. So I think that both programs take a more holistic approach to supporting students. That for students to be successful in college, things need to go well for them financially. They need to go well for them academically. They need to be able to balance school and work. They need to be healthy from a socio-emotional standpoint. And I think both of these programs, although they target different populations, take this holistic approach to support very seriously.
2: I would agree with that. And I would also add that they sort of offer really great hope for what is possible. I think there's a lot of uh, discouragement, especially in the community college world, about graduation rates and transfer rates. So it's really promising and hopeful to see that with the right set of supports and services, you actually can really move the needle on graduation rates. And that's that's great. That's very useful background. Lindsay, tell us about the Dell Scholars
0: Program.
1: Sure. So the primary goal of the program is to support low-income, primarily first-generation students who have the goal of attaining a bachelor's degree to support them through to achieving that. So it has really three primary components. First, like many other college success programs, they provide students with a uh, fairly generous scholarship of $20,000 in total for the life of their undergraduate career. Second, a Dell laptop. This is a program that's supported by the Dell Foundation. And third, and what I think makes the program unique, is that they have a system of data collection tracking of students over time and using that data to identify signs of risk that students are exhibiting. And when they see those signs of risk, really proactively reaching out to students to provide them with support and guidance.
0: It's like an early warning system in a way that the program set up for itself to monitor the student's progress. Can you give us an example, Lindsay, of what could trigger that early warning system?
1: Sure. So some of those warning signs could be financial, that in a student's financial aid package, it looks like they're planning to take on a large private loan a warning sign could be outside of their academics in terms of um, working and working too much. So if a student is working 30 or more hours a week, that's a warning sign. They would reach out to the student to say this is really a sign that you know, working this much and trying to balance with your academics could be hard for you. So let's see if we can come up with a different work plan for you. Um, Or on the academic side, if students earn a low GPA such that other sources of financial aid may be threatened, they would intervene and talk to the student about taking up other academic supports on campus.
0: Those are useful examples. Before we turn to the findings from the Dell Scholars Program, Mike, I want to ask you about CUNY ASAP. Tell us about the goals and how it works. Yep.
2: So CUNY's ASAP program, which they designed and developed, its main goal is to get students to graduate within three years and to get students to graduate even more quickly if possible. The program has a a lot of different components. It's very comprehensive. It has three forms of financial supports. It has three forms of student support services. It has certain requirements and messages, and it has certain sets of uh, course enrollment requirements. Um, So that's sort of the high-level overview of what it is. And the basic idea is that students face many different barriers to success, and it tries to address as many of those barriers as it can, uh, although primarily focusing on the barriers that exist outside of the classroom. So a lot of aspects. Mike, you mentioned to me earlier that the staff thought
0: that the advising component was maybe the most important. Tell us more about that.
2: Yeah, so their advising is really key to the program. Um, I think students and the staff themselves think it's probably the the most essential component of the program, I would say. Uh, And at least at the time that we evaluated, advisors had a very small caseload between 60 and 80 students. It has since gone up in order to try to improve the cost effectiveness. But those advisors, like the, the program that Lindsay talked about earlier, they do extensive outreach to students. They provide sort of wraparound support in terms of personal support, academic support, um, and also, they're supposed to and required to meet with their advisor. Students are required to meet with them two times per month. And that is linked to one of the financial supports, which I think probably is an important reason uh, to encourage students to actually participate in that program component. I think a lot of programs uh, use advising but, but sometimes the students who need it the most don't show up. So I think at a starting point, having this financial incentive to get people to use that advising is probably key. Uh, students report that once they start going, they enjoy it, and then they're happy to continue going. But I think as a way to get students in the door, that's pretty important. And listeners may be interested to know what
0: that financial incentive is. It's a Metro card for public transportation. If you've ever lived in New York City, you know that's a valuable incentive. So Lindsay, turning back to the Dell Scholars Program, tell us about the methodology that you and your co-authors use to examine the effect of the program?
1: Sure. So methodologically, when we were learning about the program, Uh, They described to us their their process for selecting Dell Scholars, and what we realized was that it presented an opportunity to do a very clean regression discontinuity study. They score applicants on a host of different dimensions. They collapse all of those different dimensions into a single score, and then they essentially select uh, the students with the top 300 scores. And so, the first thing that we did in our study was say, we can really compare the 300th student who just made it in to the 301st student who just missed the mark, um, but it is a very similar student otherwise. And so the first thing that we did was we compared students right on that margin in order to estimate impacts of the program.
0: Okay, so there was a cutoff score. You could compare people who were just above and below that cutoff score. One group was enrolled, the other wasn't. Tell us about the findings.
1: Uh, we're able to track students um, over a six-year period essentially and what we find right at that margin is that the program has a very large impact What's interesting, not really in the early years of college, not on college access, not on early college persistence, but by the time we look into the third year of college, there are really large differences between the Dell scholars and their counterparts on whether they're persisting later into college, and especially if they're, uh, on whether they are earning their bachelor's degree in either four or six years. There was a second piece to our study where we um, used more of a matching and differences and differences strategy what it allowed us to do was to separately estimate impacts for Dell scholars who enrolled in what we would consider highly selective schools highly selective four-year institutions versus less selective four-year institutions and what we found uh, was that impacts were relatively larger in those less selective settings, where graduation rates are lower and where the institutions may have less robust systems of support for students.
0: Mm -hmm. And that fits with the idea that the early warning system that you described earlier would be more valuable in an institution with fewer resources. Mike, turning back to you, tell us about the evaluation of CUNY ASAP. This is a randomized trial.
2: Yeah, that's correct. This study was a randomized controlled trial conducted at three of CUNY's community colleges that operate the program. And it involved two cohorts of students uh, at, at these three colleges, and there was about 900 students in the study. And tell us about the new findings. Yeah, so at three years, the estimated graduation impact was 18 percentage points, as big as I think I know of in a study in higher education of a college completion program. Uh, by six years, the effect is still large and positive at 10 percentage points. So it's dropped a little bit, suggesting some control group catch up. Um, And it also tells us, I think, that some students were graduating more quickly because of this program.
0: I want to briefly discuss costs before we wrap up. Lindsay, I know that you all have done a back-of-the-envelope preliminary cost-benefit analysis of the Dell Scholars Program, and it does look like are positive returns in the long run mike i know for the asap program there is a more detailed cost analysis with it Um, in particular mdrc has done a cost effectiveness analysis others have done a cost benefit analysis tell us what we know about asap and costs
2: so at the time that we evaluated the program the cost the additional cost of CUNY's ASAP program was around $4,600 per student per year. And they offer these services for three years, so it's fairly expensive. They have since, in part due to economies of scale and slight changes in the program, reduced that cost to being more in the range of, I think, $3,500. And this is uh, a big improvement. But it's a big challenge for other colleges that are considering implementing this type of program. Um, CUNY has managed to uh, get the support of the city and the state to fund this, but a lot of other colleges don't have those kind of resources. So I think these results are extremely exciting for CUNY, uh, and you sort of would hope that many more places would want to take up this program, but it's a big challenge.
0: It's mm, a valuable point. Significant costs, also big impact. It's a trade-off.
2: Yep, has a very big impact. And excitingly for us, partnering with CUNY, MDRC um, has been working with three colleges in Ohio who are replicating these efforts to try to use the same program model. And the early results there look similarly promising as in CUNY. And that replication is in
0: three colleges in Ohio. Lindsay and Mike, thank you for sharing with us two important studies in higher education policy. Thank you. Thanks so so much.